You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Jessica Lynn Verde, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for July 26th. He only directed 13 feature-length films over a career that spanned nearly 50 years, but Stanley Kubrick is undoubtedly one of the greatest filmmakers to have ever lived. Today would have been his 94th birthday. Kubrick was born in the Bronx in 1928. Despite his passion for subjects like literature, mythology, and chess, he wasn't a great student. He graduated high school with a D average thanks to his poor attendance record, frequently cutting class to shoot photos or go to the movies. The skills he developed playing hooky were instrumental in developing his directorial style, as film historian Raymond Benson explains. The reason the images in Stanley Kubrick's movies are so striking is that he taught himself photography at an early age. In fact, he got a job as the youngest staff photographer at Look Magazine in New York while he was still in high school, and after graduation he spent four years shooting photo essays that told stories, essentially photographic storyboards, for Look. This do-it-yourself mentality carried over when he began making films. On his early pictures, he did everything himself, from raising the money, to writing, casting, photographing, and editing, to shopping the film to a distributor. He essentially invented independent filmmaking. Kubrick's earliest films were short documentaries lauded for their cinematography. Even at the beginning of his career, Kubrick had a distinct visual style, utilizing well-crafted tracking shots that became one of his trademarks. Like the documentaries, his first feature films were largely self-funded, and they didn't turn a profit. However, good reviews like Time Magazine comparing the camera work in The Killing to that of Orson Welles opened doors for the young filmmaker. Kubrick's first film with a major studio was MGM's Paths of Glory, a 1957 war film starring Kirk Douglas. Douglas then brought in Kubrick to replace the original director of Spartacus, and the film's success cemented Kubrick's reputation as a visionary. After Spartacus, Kubrick was able to demand complete artistic control over his future projects. With this freedom, Kubrick changed the science fiction landscape forever. More after this. From the people that brought you Star Trek and practically invented fandom comes the Fanatics Podcast. Talking to your favorite celebrities about their favorite obsessions. Hey, I'm Michael C. Hall. I'm Clancy Brown. I'm Jamie Chung. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. Hi, I'm Deborah Ann Wool, and I'm a fanatic for Dungeons and Dragons. Michael Jordan videos. K-pop. 90s nostalgia. Ghost stories. Harry Potter. 80s horror posters. Ford Broncos. And I'm right, and you're wrong. Fanatics, dropping every Thursday. Stanley Kubrick was interested in science fiction, but wasn't satisfied with the way sci-fi movies were made. Again, here's Raymond Benson. Since science fiction films in the 50s and 60s so far had been essentially B-movies aimed at teenagers, you know, with giant bugs and invaders from Mars, Kubrick, who was interested in hard science fiction along the lines of Heinlein, Clark, and Asimov, wanted to make the proverbial good science fiction movie for adults with an A budget. He enlisted great minds from NASA to help design and plan the film, got Arthur C. Clarke on board to co-write it, and set about it with the intention of showing us realistically what it would be like to experience space travel 33-some-odd years in the future, 
which all seemed possible given the current space race in the 60s. This dedication to realism is one of the reasons 2001 A Space Odyssey endures. Watching it today, it's easy to forget that the film was released the year before humans first walked on the moon. Kubrick not only depicts the realities of spaceflight, he accurately predicts technology we're using today, from video conferencing to tablet computers to voice-activated AI. Other predictions, like commercial space tourism, certainly seemed attainable during the height of the space race. The success of 2001, along with contemporary films like Planet of the Apes, meant that science fiction films were finally taken seriously, both artistically and commercially. Kubrick's work changed the face of science fiction forever. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for July 6th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.